So before you brag, Trey, as we welcome you into the fast lane here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, we'll kind of, I don't know, I guess we'll blend this. We'll keep receipts to start off the fast lane and tee you up, Trey, for your chance to brag as well. It's time to keep receipts. We told you we coming. We told you we coming. You thought we was joking. And guess what? We keep receipts. God bless you, America. To see how right or how wrong Ed and Trey are with their picks. Do you believe in that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. So never mind what you did last week, Trey. We can get to that momentarily. Last Both are good. Huh? Both are good. Last night and last week. Well, for me. Well, well let's focus on last night for just a second. We both went one and one in our projection for Virginia Tech against Syracuse. They easily covered, obviously, the two and a half point spread, but the under of 47 and a half. It wasn't a bad luck last second thing happening, but you have a safety in there. You've got uh, you know a late touchdown by Syracuse, uh, you know, a garbage time field goal by Virginia Tech. Again, kind of like the Liberty game where I had the under and Trey had the over against Western Kentucky earlier this week. And, you know, uh, it trended in the under direction for a while and then some fluky stuff or just some weird things happened. It happens in the world of sports. But the real story is Virginia Tech and the dominant effort they showed and led by Trey's pick yesterday. This man, as you heard on the Virginia Tech Radio Network on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app from the very beginning of the game, a sack. And then another one in the latter part of the first half to help Virginia Tech add points before the break. This sack from Antoine Powell Ryland. SU goes quick. Four receiver formation. Oh, oh, oh. And down goes Schrader on the sack by A.P.R. <laughs> in stereo. Man, he just blows right by the tackle. Just in a bull rush. And he looks up, and there's Schrader just standing there like a statue. It's like, wow. 13-yard loss. Mike Burnham, Virginia Tech Radio Network with the last part of Bill Roth's call, as you heard on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. And then, kind of the cherry on top of his defensive performance, forcing a safety. First and 15. Out of the end zone. Schrader to throw. Rush comes. He's in trouble. He's brought down. The ball rolls out of the back of the end zone. It is going to be a safety, and APR did it again. Yes, he did. He and Cole Nelson get the safety, and the nightmare on Beamer Way continues for Syracuse. The Terror Dome is back. Could you not tell from both of those sound bites we played of Virginia Tech's Mike Burnup and the play-by-play -play broadcaster Bill Roth Professor Bill Roth to you, Trey. Uh, they, they're having fun. Fun fact, there's actually someone named Trey Lyle in the SMA program right now because uh, we have some future plans, and someone called me thinking I was that Trey Lyle with the person we're to have the future plans with. Wow. There's actually another Trey Lyle that's not only in Virginia but at Virginia Tech and in the same program that you're a part of. That is really coincidental. But it's not coincidental that there were two-plus sacks and quarterback pressures from Antoine Powell-Ryland like it's coincidental that there were two Trey Lyles. That was a dominant performance from Virginia Tech last night. Again, thought Eight they would sacks. win against Syracuse, against Syracuse, but they blow him out. It's It feels like for Virginia Tech, Trey, you can opine on this more. But if you listen to the calls, if you watch the game, if you saw the environment, pregame and obviously in the game and postgame, 
feels like for Virginia Tech, they're starting to get the feeling back of having fun. And yes, their wins this year come against Old Dominion, as well as a down pit, a down Wake Forest, and a Syracuse team that's leaking oil. But what's eluded them in the past has been the ability to actually win those type of games. And to Virginia Tech's credit, they're winning them and now starting to win those convincingly. And that's where it can feel like a lot of fun. Yeah, it seems like since that second half at Marshall where drones kind of put it together, Virginia Tech has figured their identity out on offense. I mean, Tyler Bowen was deep in his bag last night. Two double passes with the, they had the double pass with the receiver, the running back pass. Uh, it, it seems like they found their offensive identity. And yes, the bottom of the ACC is gettable, but they're not like, they're, these games aren't close. 38-21, 30-13, 38 Like, that just shows that, you know, Something has clicked, and there are seasons where teams have bad non-conference stretch, which Virginia Tech did, and you could argue, you know, if, if you want to say the Marshall game might be the only one they should have won, uh, well, you know, and, and even the Purdue game, there are very big, you know, pretenses to it. It was the biggest game Marshall probably put into this year, and then for Purdue, well, there was a, what, eight-hour-long rain delay in between, felt like, so... I think for this team is, and I mentioned a couple weeks ago, they bought on the ACC is gettable, but if this team ends up in the ACC championship, which is feasible, like it's not crazy given their schedule, like that's exceeding expectations for this team this year. I don't think they're going to win the ACC this year. They're not going to beat Florida State, but I mean, if they if they somehow pull off the upset against Louisville, let's say Louisville plays Duke this week, that's probably going to be a very physical game. They could be beat up in that game, and then Tech gets them at the right spot, and Tech gets 10 days off. Like, this is setting up to be a really, you know, monumental year with the recruiting momentum Brent Pry has, and, you know, you're showing efforts on the field. This is, this is kind of what you want to see from a second-year coaching staff, and it's coming to fruition, especially in the last two games where the defenses have looked dominant. No question about it, Trey. You hit on a lot of points that, that, that are worth marinating on and indicating what the future holds for Virginia Tech. But in the present, we mentioned you, know, you get to 4-4 four and four and things look very navigable. You're absolutely right. There's the big picture element of the ACC title game, which you can laugh about that, but they only have one ACC loss, and it's the Florida State, so they don't really have to worry about head-to-head losses to other potential teams in there. And you know the schedule is navigable, so even if they don't get that, they, they are in position. They're, they're playing better than three of the four teams they have left, and the only team they're not is Louisville. And I think... It's very close between two. How they're playing right now. Yes. No, I agree with that. You know, Louisville's had a better season so far, but it's a wash based on how they played. Louisville also lost to Pitt, and Tech didn't. So, anyway, more on the Hokies as we look ahead to the trip to Louisville next week in the fast lane. But right now, we look ahead to the weekend in our votes of confidence. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence, I think, that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good make you confident now here's our votes of confidence inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking all right trey so what happened last week good week bad week a mixed week uh i went above 500 uh i got 10 9 and 1 you went 8 11 and 1 and then 
uh, you went uh, as total. You're at seventy-one sixty-seven and four. I'm at sixty-eight seventy and four. So I gain a game on you, but I do get a bonus point because I pick Carson Osvar to win the truck race. You do. We count those as bonus points, and we'll have NASCAR and Martinsville picks momentarily. But Trey, we start off on the college football gridiron. The game of most local note tomorrow is UVA at Miami. Who's catching eighteen and a half? So Miami's favored by eighteen and a half. Forty-seven and a half. The over/under. Your thoughts. So who do I think will react better to a big win in the history of time? I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going with Virginia. I don't think they'll win, but there'll be like maybe as many fans at the game as there is in the studio, a.k.a. two. Um, So I'll take Virginia to at least cover, and I'll go under 47.5. I'm guessing it's going to be an ugly game. Look, Virginia loves to run the football. It's lost. They're willing to play ball control, and I think Miami's kind of – built their roster that way. I think Miami ultimately wins the game outright because they have just more depth in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and it will assert itself over the course of the game. But I like Virginia to cover the 18-and-a-half like you do, Trey. And uh, equally of note, if this is a one-possession game late, I mean, this sounds ridiculous to say, but I trust Tony Elliott at Virginia more than I do Mario Cristobal at Miami. Clemson, 9-and-a-half point favorite at NC State. That kicks off our triple header tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Uh, I got Clemson bouncing back. Uh, I just don't trust NC State's offense, and I'll go under 44. I'm with you on both of those. Uh, I'll go a step further. NC State is horrible offensively. When things are perfectly aligned, it seems to be good for Dr. Bob. But when they're not, the analytics community that loves his passing and thinks it's okay that he throws the ball like 80% of the time can't seem to see that there are a lot of glitches in the programming of Dr. Bob offensively. Georgia, 14 and a half point favorite against Florida. Game two of our triple header over under a 49 and a half. I'll take Georgia in the over 49. I'm on the other way completely. I'm going under 49 and a half. Georgia will play those type of games. Not well by Florida's offense. And I like Florida to cover this, possibly even pulling the outright upset. Georgia, I think, is going to get got in one of these spots over the back half of the season. Uh, it could well happen tomorrow. Tennessee, three and a half point favorite at Kentucky, 51 and a half. Trey? Uh, give me Tennessee to cover the three and a half and under 51 and a half. I like Tennessee's defense, best unit on the field. I like Tennessee's defense a lot, but I think Kentucky can keep this game fairly close and it does add up, which is why I've got Kentucky covering. I go under 51 and a half. Duke at the same place Virginia Tech will be next week. Louisville, Blue Devils, six point underdog over under a 46. Healthy Riley Leonard, I go Duke, um, but I, I just I can't trust their offense. So Louisville in the under 46. I'm with you on that completely. Duke should have gone under last week, but late scores pushed it over. I like Louisville as well. It's a good spot for them to kind of reassert themselves. NFL triple header this coming week. We'll get to that momentarily, but Commanders. Catching seven at home against Philadelphia, 43 and a half. Uh, I got the Eagles in the under 43 and a half. The weird game with the Commanders already happened, so give me Philadelphia and give me the under. I don't think the Commanders are going to score a lot. I think the Eagles' D-line controls the game. You summed it up pretty well for me as well uh, on all fronts, Trey. Triple header of ours on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Starts at 12.30 for the Rams at the Cowboys. Dallas, a six and a half point favorite. Point total, 45 and a half. 
Um, I got the Rams, and I'm going over 45 and a half. I'm feeling shootouty with this one. Um, you know, I think a Trayvon Diggs is going to be a big injury for this with two really good weapons for the Rams. Uh, you hit the nail on the head on why I go with the over. I like Dallas, though, more. I think the roster construction is better, and I think Dallas can ultimately make the right plays at the right time. I also have doubts about that Rams O-line against Micah Parsons. Uh, I don't think there's any one player that can slow him down, much less the ability to pass him off. Game two of our triple header. Bengals, four and a half point underdog at the 49ers. Low point total there, 43 and a half. Uh, Bengals and under 43 and a half. No Brock Purdy. Uh, Bengals already had the quarterback advantage with Joe Burrow. It's going to probably be, uh, it's probably the same with Sam Darnold, but I'm still taking Joe Burrow in this one. So, uh, Bengals and under 43 and a half. I get the Joe Burrow logic, but I have troubles with the Bengals offensive line. So I'm going San Francisco and I'm with you on the under 43 and a half. I think the D line of the Niners controls this game. Bears at the Chargers. Losing coach might be gone after this one. Chargers are an eight and a half point favorite at home over under 46 and a half. Tyson Bajit over the most overrated quarterback in the NFL, uh, Justin Herbert. So give me the Bears in the under 46 and a half. I'm going under 46 and a half, but I'm going with the Chargers more an anti-Bears play after the big victory. Trey, Xfinity race tomorrow, cup race Sunday. If he's going to win a race, it's going to be this one. Give me Josh Berry, and I picked this guy to be my champ, so I have to ride with him. Danny Hamley gets it done, punches a ticket to the championship four. If he does that, I'm I'm going to pick him for Phoenix. Spoiler alert. I love your Josh Berry pick, but I'm going with the it's due in the cup. No, not Kevin Harvick. I'm going Ryan Blaney. He's continuing to get better. Ford had real strong cars for much of the race last time, but Larson and the Hendrick team made good adjustments. I'm going Ryan Blaney to get the win, and I think he joins Bell, Larson, and Byron, the Liberty University car in the championship four. Trey, that will do it for us right now in the fast lane because when we return, we shift football focus to the Jug Bowl with WSET's Dave Walls. And after that, college football, all kinds of football, football and entertainment, a friend of ours, the ACC's ridiculous no schedule of Virginia Tech Miami does not stop Uncle Luke for stepping into the fast lane. That's still to come as well on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.